Whenever I'm in your fabulous country, I listen to TVK Bang Up Rock. And that's where you should be tonight. After you've been down to your local store and bought the new Richie Blackmore's Rainbow album, Stranger in Us All. Have you met Richie? See you on tour in November. Be there. Genki Deska! Each day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Somewhere over the rainbow, the music you heard just before the intro music was the guitar work of Richie Blackmore probably best known for his work with the rock band Deep Purple, and the vocals of today's guest from Scotland, the great pipes of Doogie White. Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Hilliard, with a very special guest today. Sometimes there's an interview where I could go on talking to the guest for hours. This is one of them. The dinner bell rang and Doogie had to run. His album, As Yet Untitled, no, that's the name of the record, As Yet Untitled. The topics, everything else, please welcome Doogie White come from a town uh, on the coast in the United States called Aberdeen. And it was... Yes, a, of course. I, yes. Was a, I was a teenager before I found out Aberdeen was like stolen from Scotland. And there's four or five Aberdeens in the United States. But uh, you did a song with Richie Blackmore. I don't know if the title of it is, but it's about the Northern it's Lights. It's called the Northern, the Northern Lights of Old Aberdeen. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, well, it's an it's an old Scottish folk song, and I used to sing it. Uh, I used to sing it when I was a wee boy. Oh, <laughs> you know the Northern Lights of Old Aberdeen means home sweet home to me. You know, it was all, it, it was so it was an old Scot an old Scottish folk song. You know, because yeah. that's all we had back in the dark days of the sixties. The Northern Lights of Old Aberdeen mean home sweet home to me. The Northern Lights of Aberdeen are where I long to be. I've been a wanderer all of my life and many a sight I have seen. God speed the day till I'm on my way. To my home in Aberdeen. Wow. Very good. Mm -hmm. What an album you have. It, it was recorded a while back. Yes. What was the inspiration to re-release it? It didn't get the attention it deserved, I'm sure. No, it, it certainly didn't. I mean, it, it certainly didn't. And, 
I, I originally recorded it because I had nothing else to do. Um, I had just left Ingvy Malmsteen's band and um, I'd been with Ingvy for six or seven years and uh, I had nothing to do. And I was speaking with Derek Sherinian, who was in Ingvy's band with me. And he said, well, you keep going on about all these songs that you have that you've, you've written over the years. Why don't you just record some of them and, and, and do an album? So that's kind of what I did. That's that's just how that worked out, and uh, it, I, I got it to come out on a, a Polish record label. I was in a band at the time called Tank, and Tank were one of the new wave of British heavy metal bands, and I was with them for a couple of albums and for two or three years, and uh, and and they put it out, but the, there was no promotion for it, nothing at all. So when the the, the next record company came along. They said, listen, we'd like to put your solo album out and we'd like to... Do you have any bonus tracks? And I had two left over from the original recordings, which I did. And many, many years ago, for this same record label, I had done, along with other people, along with some other really great people, I had done a series of um, tribute albums to, to various rock bands from Whitesnake to UFO, Nazareth, Yes, the Rolling Stones, that kind of thing. I mean, and, and so this guy had all those recordings. So he said we could put another CD, a bonus CD on there of all these um, cover versions. And it just seemed like a good idea because actually I don't have any of these cover CDs and I've only heard a couple of them. So when he decided to do that, I thought this is a good idea, get it out there. And to be honest with you, I've been very surprised with the reaction this time round and very, very pleased with it because it got nothing the last time and now I'm getting, now there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of promotion and a lot of people interested in it and seeing how much they like it, which is nice. The night is gone, the time's gone, find the new
it's like nostalgic. Richie Blackmore is the sound that I hear a lot, even though he's not on it, but it has that metal taste to it, you know, and that's, that's kind of when I started playing guitar. It was about Hendrix, Clapton, Page, and Richie Blackmore was really influential. They were like one of the first really what I'd call metal bands I ever heard. And back then they had Ian Gillen as the lead singer. And of course, sure. everybody knows he's Jesus. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he could walk on water. I don't know if you could do that, but uh, uh, yes. Not, not, not anymore, not after lockdown. The few extra pounds have killed that. Your ability to hover above water. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of lockdown, what did you do? Did you have the opportunity to uh, record or write or, or what do you do? Yes, I, yes, I did. Well, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to go on tour for most of 2020. Uh, with Michael Schenker. Oh, yeah. And, and we were due to start in Japan in March. Um, but that all got pulled, uh, as did the American tour, the South American tour, the Scandinavian European tours, and all the festivals. We were on, we were on festival bills with Kiss and, and Maiden. And, and, but it just all got pulled because, because it just wasn't safe for anybody to be doing anything. Um, so I... I hooked up, first of all, with um, for the release of the solo album, the re-release of the solo album. That was the first thing I did. And then shortly after that, I was um, asked to join. The, there's, a, there's a record label over here in Europe called Frontiers. And Frontiers specialise in putting projects together or taking on bands like, uh, well, they've had Whitesnake and they've had Journey and they've had Sticks and these different kind of things. And they asked me if I would be interested in doing uh, three albums with them. And so I hooked up with a Swedish guitar player called Emil Norberg. Um, and he's from a band called uh, Persuader. And they're a much more, they're a much more uh, black, death, heavy, thrashy metal kind of thing. Um, and we wrote an album together. The, the project is called Long Shadows Dawn, as in morning. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know those, you know those shadows you see when, when, in the morning when you go out and they're just really long and they cut across the, they, they cut across the, the, the street or they cut across the park. Or yeah, whatever. because of the angle of the sun. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it, it was just that. And... Um, we called the, the album Isle of Wrath. And that is because, at the, I, I thought it was quite good because the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland have uh, decided that they don't want to be part of the European community anymore. Yeah. And there's a great deal of division. Uh, we're, we're much more polar, polarised now than, than we've ever been. So I just thought Isle of Wrath would be quite a good name for it. Uh, and the idea of Long Shadows Dawn was really because I thought, wouldn't it be great to play just below the bill with Iron Maiden and have people ch uh, chanting, LSD, LSD. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's, that, that, was, that, was the reason, that was the reason behind it. You know. You're a badass. <laughs> oh well, you know, you've got to find you've got to find your petty torment somewhere, don't you? <laughs> And, and and then when I was nearly finished that record, and I need to go back about eighteen months or or, or, or two years, 
I've, I've toured the world with um, a, a, a brilliant singer, and he's a he's a dear friend. His name is Graham Bonnet. Now Graham was sang with Richie. Graham sang with Ingve, and Graham sang with Schenker as well. And he had his own band with Ingve called Alcatraz, and Alcatraz were on tour in Scotland. And Graham invited me out for a coffee, and he said he didn't want to do this anymore. He was sick of this heavy rock music or metal or whatever label anybody puts on it these days. Yeah. And um, so I just said to him, I said, look, man, you know, you're a legend. You're 73 years old. Go and do what you like. You know, go and do what makes you happy. Yeah. And um, so he quit the band. Uh, he, quit, he quit Alcatraz. And they called, about six weeks or eight weeks later, they called me up and asked me if I would fulfill the tour dates because he wasn't going to do it. And I said, well, we'll only do that if we can write and record a new album. And so that's what we've done. So since August, late August last year until uh, the beginning of April this year, I've written and recorded two albums with two completely different bands, one of them being Long Shadows Down, LSD, LSD, and the other one being Alcatraz. Do you do most of the writing? I, well, I, 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 I write... I mean, what I try to do is I, I don't like people writing for me, right? I don't like that. Um, but I'm a terrible guitar player, and Joe Stump and Emil Norberg are great guitar players, and they're great writers. So my job mostly when I work with, guy, with, with bands and other guys is that they will give me the music, and, I will, um, and I'll do the melodies and the lyrics. Much the same as every singer does in, in rock bands, you know, whether it be Axel or whether it be Robert Plant or whether it be Ian Gillen, as you mentioned. You know, my job is to, is to weave melodies and storylines through what I musically I'm given. Yeah, I think you're right. I've only heard of a few writers that start out with lyrics and then write the song around that, Elton John being one of them. Yes, I he got yes, I watched him do that on a television show over here, you know, forty years ago, thirty years ago. And and they gave him an invitation. It was it was a television show. And that's what he was explaining was uh, you know, I get the lyrics, then I find the melody. And the guy just handed him the programme for the show <laughs> and he just sat and he just sat down at the piano and started saying, and You was... are invited to come here tonight. To see Elton John, better. and it was just brilliant. It was good, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. I don't know. Not many people do it that way. The way you described it sounds normal. Uh, anything else is yeah. is weird. Down from the glens came the marching men with their shields and their swords to fight the fight. To believe to be right. To I've got books of lyrics. I mean, I've got books of lyrics going back years and years and years, and 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 I still handwrite all the stuff. I don't like the idea of sitting down and 
again, we're old school, you and I. Yeah. You know, if you if, so, I like to write it out by hand. So I've got these books of lyrics, and what I do is I listen to the music. I listen to the music over and over again, and I just open the books and I open the books, and all of a sudden it'll fall open somewhere, and there'll just be one line or one phrase that's in a set of lyrics that are there. And that will take me off in a different path. And it works so well. So you have like spiral notebooks? I actually have folders. Clip clip folders, right? So oh. I'm holding one in my hands. I've just pulled one out just now, right? <laughs> so I... it's so it's a it's, it's orange. I and see. it and it clips like <laughs> and it clips like this. Okay. You hear it? Oh yeah. Right? And it says on the side the eighties pish. <laughs> so it's all the rubbish I wrote in the nineteen eighties. It's there. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the eighties. What? Well, you would say piss or crap. Oh, I, I'm Scottish. We say pish. We P- add an H at the end. Pish. Like, like, like fish with like fish with a P. Okay, so instead of take a piss, do you take a pish, or is it just doesn't apply to that? Oh no, you you you, you take the piss. Yeah. Or you have a piss. Yeah. But if you're talking about something that's uh, definite, it's pish. That oh, if you're playing golf, right, and yeah. you and you drive into the bunker, you go, oh, that was pish. <laughs> so it just it just means rubbish. Yeah. Okay. It, it just means rubbish. Yeah. You know. So it's just the eighties pish. Well, I am so glad I learned that because I don't want to have a conversation. You with... can drop it in in polite conversation whenever <laughs> yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch the news, I think, what a bunch of pish that is. But I digress. <laughs> Are there any songs that you'd like to specifically talk about? They're all great. I was amazed at the covers that you selected, too. And they're cool. I love what you did with them. Well, we just had fun, we had fun with the covers. I mean, that was the, the whole idea was, it, you know, I, they were recorded a long time ago. You know, and, and, and it was at a time when grunge was, you know, grunge was the order of the day. So guys in the rock scene or the metal scene or whatever, you know, we couldn't get a look in. I mean, it was Pearl Jam and it was Soundgarden and it was, you know, whatever. Nirvana. They came from that Aberdeen I'm talking about, Kurt Cobain. And right, okay. Yeah, they're from Aberdeen. They they say Seattle, mm-hmm. you know. I suppose if you're in England, you're from London, whether you're from London or not, quite a bit. So I don't oh, know. Oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't maybe know. not. No, we are. We, well, well, I mean, the funny thing is that people, people from London think that if you're Scottish and you live in Scotland, you must know everybody in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> you know? Oh, oh gee. Do you know John McCullough? Yeah. No, I don't know him. I get you know, that too. <laughs> you know, what about this guy? No, I don't know him. But he lives up there. I know. <laughs> well, you're from Scotland. You've got to know him. Yeah, you should. You've well, you got to know him somehow. <laughs> no, I don't know him at all. You know. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a funny old world. So anyway, I kind of took you off topic there. Yeah, everything was kind of going grunge for sure for a long time. Yeah. It was, it, 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 it was, and, and, and so what we did was we, we um, the record company who's putting this out, his name is Brian Adams, not the Brian Adams, but it, a Brian Adams. And strangely, he's Scottish, and I had never met him before. Um, but he, so he just got a whole bunch of guys together. I mean, we had, we had uh, Bernie Tormey playing on stuff. 
And of course, Bernie was with, with Gillen, and then he was the first guy to replace Randy Rhodes and Aussie's band. We had Mickey Moody, who was in the original White Snake. We had Bernie Shaw from Uriah Heep singing. Uh, you know, there was a whole bunch of uh, Adam Wakeman, who, you know, who's Rick's son and is a great keyboard player in his own right. And we just did these albums, you know. And the funny thing is that, you know, I was, I was when I got it through, I, I was looking at the, at, the, at the cover versions on it, and there's some of them I don't even remember doing. I mean, you know, twisting the night away. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember. Fade away. No, don't remember doing that. Let's spend the night together. Emerald. I don't remember any doing any of these. You know. <laughs> Because I've never heard, I've never heard them, so it was quite an eye opener for me to sit back and listen to them and think, "Oh wow, these are actually quite cool cover versions." They're really cool. Love hurts. He did love hurts. Love hurts. Love hurts. Yeah, I did that. I did that, and I, and and um, I had joined. I had joined Schenker, and, uh, and 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 the Nazareth boys phoned me up, and asked me if I would like to join. Now, what you have to understand is that Dan McCafferty in Scotland, you know. Uh, the lead singer with Nazareth, yeah. you know, is a legend, and and my voice is nothing like his, you know. So I so I declined. <laughs> you know, he, I would have loved to have done it, but you know, they needed somebody that had that that edge to their voice, you know. So. So it's a good mate. It's a good mate of mine, a guy called Carol Sentence, and and he's got a terrific voice. And um, so I re- recommended Carol uh, to to the Nazareth boys, and they took him on, and they've been very happy with him for the last seven or eight years. You know, because he's he's such a good a good vocalist. You have a song called "Time Like These," and like I said, I yes. like I like everything I heard, but this is the last one I listened to right before I called or you called or whatever happened there, whatever that. Whatever that pish was. Uh, yeah. 
Well done. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Excellent. Excellent use. Time like these. Was that one you just grabbed out of your binder? No, that was actually written from scratch. And it was written from scratch because I had, ju- I had just spent seven years with Ingrid Malmsteen. And, uh, and, and it, was time, it was time for me to move on. It was more time for him to change what he, you know, what guitar players do is that they get rid of the singer first because they think that'll change their sound. <laughs> Right. Oh, so they yeah. go, hmm, we're not selling as many records as I used to sell, so let's change the singer. You know, and they just write the same songs, same style of songs. So so Ingrid did that with me. He, wrote, he, he phoned me up and he said, I don't think you'll like the new direction I'm going in. I'm going more Iron Maiden than Queen. Now, when I joined Ingrid Malmsteen, he said, oh, this will be a good direction for us. I'm going more Iron Maiden than Queen. But he just does Envy Malmsteen. So it, so times like these is just a song about me saying, well, you know, here I am. You know, I've been on the road for seven years, playing all over the world, you know, from Bangkok, you know, to, to Argentina, to the USA, to Canada, you know, all through Europe, Japan, and now I'm not getting to do it anymore. So it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's a lament, you know. It's just really, it's just, it's, it's, it's a sad song, but it, but it resolves itself and thinks, you know what? It'll all be fine in the end. And you know what? It was.
that was the end of Doogie White Part 1. Stay tuned for Doogie 2. Goodbye from Betteridge Day. Take care, man. Make a better stay in to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.